0: As promised, one boyfriend for Christmas, Santa. He's a gift. Are you some sort of serial killer? The red bow on my chest? She won't return. I'd like you to meet my boyfriend. How long have you been seeing him? Where's he from? What's he do for a living? One question at a time. This guy's
1: a fraud and a liar. Who's
0: my Christmas present?
1: I've <gasps> been dating a Christmas present. I might be difficult to
0: exchange. A boyfriend for Christmas. Part of Countdown to Christmas on Hallmark Channel, The Heart of Christmas.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have a really hard time letting go of that glitter and fairy dust sound effect because it's kind of empowering. I get why these Hallmark movies put it in everything because when you play it, you kind of feel like a fairy princess. This is where we're at folks, this is where we're at. Uh, Well, welcome back, and I say back, and I mean back to another stocking stuffer because we're going back, we're going way back. We are going back in time. To 2004 I was graduating college uh, There are child actors Who were not alive But in 2004 Hallmark Put out a movie called A Boyfriend for Christmas Now I don't think it's fair to say This is the movie that started it all Because we certainly had Examples here and there before that But this is, this is An early one And I You know i try really hard every year when i do these to vary them up a bit and to really it's very easy to just do hallmark movies made in the year 2019 because they've made 37 of them but it's fun fun can be interpreted in many ways when it comes to this series it's interesting again a word that can be interpreted many ways in this way um for connoisseurs if you will, of whatever these movies are, it really is fascinating, and that's the only definition of that word, to look at a really early example of one of these movies. And we've done them before. I think it was two, three seasons ago, I did The Christmas Clause with Leah Thompson, which was also like 2008 or so. And we're essentially in a different decade, a different generation. And yet, folks, and yet, A Boyfriend for Christmas... Uh, spoiler alert, I think clicks off every single box of the main tropes of these movies. Now, they're not perfect, and you can definitely see how this genre, in Alex Trebek's words, would evolve would what it learned, I think, from a movie like this. But everything's there. It's all there. Uh, so, before we delve into the plot, I do want to give a little background. 2004, made for Hallmark, I think. Directed by Kevin Connor. Now, a fairly common name a lot of a lot of Kevin's and a lot of Irish people with the last name Connor might be named Kevin but this name might ring a bell to you for a lot of reasons uh Kevin Connor directed a lot of TV he's been around for a while uh in he's well I'm gonna go back in time because or no I'm gonna go we're gonna we're gonna step back one at a time more most recently he's done a whole lot of these Christmas movies slightly before that 80s. Yeah, mid-80s, mid-90s, he did a fair amount of made-for-TV stuff, including biopics of Liz Taylor, not the Lindsay Lohan one, uh, and also a Princess Diana movie. But you go a little bit earlier back, and you get some horror. You get From Beyond the Grave, which is an anthology, and perhaps most notably, Motel Hell the director of Motel Hell, doing A Boyfriend for Christmas. It is a wonderful world we live in, folks. I don't care. Okay, yes, there's a lot of terrible things in the world, but when you see a fact like this, it just makes me happy. So what is A Boyfriend for Christmas about? Well, obviously, it's about getting a boyfriend for Christmas, which is essentially the movie in a nutshell. Um, But I think it's important to go with a little bit of the plot. Uh, Our main character's name... Is Holly, obviously. And when Holly was a tween, she went to the mall with her friends and met uh saw a young girl looking shy cuz she was nervous to go see Santa Claus. Holly was a nice kid so she walks over to this little girl and she's like, "Hey, it's okay. I'll walk you to Santa." And the little girl's older brother there is there and he's like, "Oh, thanks." And so she does and Santa is also like, "Hey, 13-year-old girl, what would you like for Christmas?" And she whispers in his ear, "I want a boyfriend for Christmas." And Santa's like, "Well, you're 13. So in 20 years, we'll get you a boyfriend." Flash forward to 20 years, where Holly is now a, I don't know exactly what her job is. Basically, she helps poor people not get kicked out of apartments and get their kids back from foster care. She's not a lawyer. Uh, I guess a social worker. That's what they call people that help people, I think. So um, that is her life, she is alone, eh, lonely, I don't know She just doesn't have a boyfriend She had a boyfriend, he was a jerk And he wouldn't marry her So she's been single for a while And it, something else important That happens early on Is that Holly bumps into a very handsome man And has like a, you know A a, a glitter fairy dust Sprinkle, if you will, of recognition But doesn't quite, things don't click And they shouldn't yet Because this guy uh, is also On her number one enemy list because she's going into family court to help a woman get her kids back and he is supposed to be the pro bono lawyer but he doesn't show up or he shows up late so she's like whoever that guy is i didn't meet him his name is ryan i hate him he's the worst later that day she goes to a christmas tree farm where santa claus uh played by charles Jurning, is uh, something to do with poor people honestly there's a lot of details in this movie i just didn't absorb but needless to say christmas farm ryan also goes to christmas farm and for whatever reason i guess he just sees uh uh, holly and is like hey hey holly um decides to hit on her by wearing a santa beard and flirting with her later santa's like because obviously it's the real santa spoiler alert um Kind of says to him hey you know I'm supposed to go give her a Christmas Tree and that's not a euphemism For something dirtier he is supposed to go deliver A tree he's like why don't you do It and so Ryan Does and there's A mix up of things that makes Holly think that when this handsome man Knocks on her door delivering a Christmas tree That um, He is actually A rented boyfriend For the day so he shows up for Christmas, and she has to go to her family for Christmas, and along, he has a note with him from Santa Claus, and the note's basically, here's the boyfriend you wanted for Christmas. She assumes one of her friends got this for her as a Christmas gift, so she's like, alright, handsome man in front of me, yeah, come to my parents' house and help me not be alone. So, uh, he does the, um, he pulls a George Glass, a Jan Brady George Glass, and lies about his name, because he knows that, so, he knows, that she knows that Ryan Hughes, his real name, uh, stood up his client at Family Court. So he's like, my name is, uh, D-D-Doug, Doug Doug Fur, Fur, like a tree, yeah, Doug Furbanks, or something like that. Uh, She believes him. They have a great date. She's very quickly smitten with him. Meanwhile, her ex-boyfriend shows back up in town, wants to marry her for some reason. Uh, Her family is mixed on the whole thing. Half the family really likes this new handsome tree man. The other half, or really just her sister-in-law, is like, no, 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 get back together with your ex-boyfriend because he's also my husband's boss, so then he can help advance his career. There's a lot going on that doesn't need to be going on, and again this is a movie that clearly was a blueprint that needed a lot of work anyway as you might guess yes there is the reveal that he's not who he says he is but there's also the reveal that he loves her and she loves him and they end up happily ever after more importantly let's dive into the 10 tropes to see are they there do they evolve yes they do number one as always is our lead in need of a lesson and yes we do have holly And Holly announces very loudly that I'm not so into Christmas. You know, she's not quite there. Um, However, she's also not your typical working woman who doesn't have time for Christmas. She just doesn't have the Christmas spirit because Santa never got her the boyfriend she wanted as a kid, I think. Um... And, and here's where things are strange. Now, in general, I think something interesting about this movie is it's a little bit, has a little more personality than a lot of the ones that come after it. Uh, Holly is played by Kelly Williams, who is on The Practice, and you've recognized her. She's been in a lot of things. Not an overly memorable actress, but she's fine and serviceable. She's doing, you know, she's not the princess. She's not the career woman. She's the third option, which is your kind of do-gooder um, who's going to spread Christmas to others And here's where things are really weird Because she's not really the one Who needs to learn a lesson That is number three, our bland love interest And I know I skipped two, we're going to get back there, don't worry Number three, our bland love interest is Ryan Hughes Or Doug Fur Tree Doug Christmas Tree, whatever his fake name is Played by uh, Hallmark stalwart Patrick Muldoon Patrick Muldoon, as you can imagine I have a very Interesting relationship with Patrick Muldoon He is in Starship Troopers He was Austin on Days of Our Lives He's been in my life for a very long time Uh, And he has also been In a whole lot of these Christmas movies And this I'm guessing was his first And the thing is That's crazy about A Boyfriend for Christmas And I think A very clear sign of A lesson that Hallmark learned Which is We don't want to see the man's journey we want to see the woman's journey the man exists as eye candy to you know satisfy our female lead who its audience presumably identifies with and a boyfriend for christmas it is not holly that learns a lesson it is ryan uh ryan has already started learning a lesson he is a lawyer and he has worked very hard to be a lawyer and he is at a point in his career where he's so close to that corner office and being partner but at the same time, he's been working on this big deal that relocates a whole bunch of people in a housing project In order to build what he thinks is more housing But then he finds out is actually offices, which is the devil And there is a line of dialogue in this movie uh, Where his bosses are convincing him it's okay, because this is their job and they, And he's screaming, these are people's lives we're talking about Actual line of dialogue No, this is business we're talking about Imagine I said that in my best Sam the Eagle impression. Um, but Ryan learns. And Ryan says, you know what? I don't want to be part of this law firm. I quit. I don't know how that bodes for his car payments because he has a very nice convertible. But th- th- he's the one that gets this whole thing. It's it's weird, guys. It's really weird. Uh, but then going back to number two, which is also weird. But it's there. And that's the crazy thing. So our setting... Big Bad City, Charming Small Town, or Magical Winter Wonderland. This one is one of, it's the one that I would say, now that I'm looking at it, it's not there. It is kind of a small town because we see that it's where Holly has lived her whole life. And, you know, the local homeless shelter slash Christmas tree farm is like an institution. But ultimately, the town itself has very little place here. However, it does begin the hallmark tradition of filming a Christmas movie in a location that has probably never dipped below 60 degrees, and it would be fine if the movie just said we're set in California. They don't say where they're set, and that's frustrating, especially at one point there's like a radio station saying, come on down, everybody, to downtown, which can be anywhere, and if you just accepted that it's Christmas Day, and everybody's playing football in light-sleeve, uh, long-sleeve, but cotton shirts, then you'd say, okay, fine, they're in a warmer climate. But at one point, the movie gives us a landscape image of what looks like the Colorado Rocky Mountains. So I have no idea where the hell this movie is set. Maybe it's set in the future, when global warming has turned Colorado into a very warm, uh, you know, kind of almost pleasant area where in December you can go speed walking in a light tracksuit uh, scoop neck t-shirt and scarf and be comfortable but so moving on so again we're, we're missing one in the setting but number four montages we make up for it because we have three of them all three of them are scored to public domain holiday songs joy to the world during our Christmas bonding um, we get soft piano Christmas tree during a Christmas tree decoration, as you might imagine. And we get jingle bells to a game of football. So three, three folks, three, they already knew way back when they already knew how to pad your running time. Uh, number five is dead parents. And I was worried because Holly has two fo- two folks, one of whom is played by her actual, the actress's mother. The other of whom is played by Martin fucking mole. Um, And I'm like, you know, I love seeing Colonel Mustard, but I feel like he should be dead. However, don't worry, guess what? The lead in need of a lesson, his parents are dead. Yeah, Ryan has a moment of saying how his folks are dead. And after they died was when he started caring more about business than life, and there you go. Number six is the sassy sidekick. And yes, we get them, of course we get them. Holly has two friends. One is kind of a bit of a very, what's the word? I would not say shallow. She just seems to really like money and a big engagement ring. And she's engaged, but unhappy about it. And her other friend is, guess what? Black. And guess what? Only black person in the movie. Number seven, evil woman or an evil boss. We actually get two in a way. Because you have an evil woman character, which is Holly's sister-in-law, who is really trying to push holly back together with her ex because her ex is her husband's boss but then she has a very very um what's the word very orchestrated specific moment of redemption which i'll get to in a minute because it involves slapstick but the other part to say is evil men we have a lot of evil corporate guys we have um bruce thomas plays the villainous ex-boyfriend and he's he's kind of a smarmy reporter but he's an editor not a reporter so he is a boss which again makes him corporate and of course we have all of ryan's evil law partners number eight slapstick yes of course we do how could you even 2004 they knew you know they knew uh, the first time Holly meets Ryan is her bumping into him, but more importantly comes the big moment of character arc for Sister in Law, who is all dressed up for the family's New Year's party when her little hell boy children run and spill like red juice on her dress and she's all upset. But then Holly's like, It's okay, just you can borrow my dress. And then Sister in Law immediately is like, I was so wrong Oh my god I can't believe I was pushing you towards someone You don't love when you love this other man And that's essentially what It's very dramatic for a movie that Really has very little drama in it Elsewhere Uh, Something else you might have caught me saying um, Yeah, New Year's Eve party Because that's where the climax of this movie is It's not on Christmas Christmas comes and goes Christmas happens like 30 minutes into the movie And then the next hour Is getting ready for the big New Year's Eve party again they didn't quite know what they had yet they had to tweak it they had to learn and that's one of the places that they had to build from uh number nine sage old person well two we have dad martin mole and dad martin mole gives holly some very sweet advice about following her heart and stuff it's martin mole how can you not be happy and naturally Santa Claus has a lot to say about what Holly should be doing with her life. And that folds into number 10, Santa Claus. And yes, we have Santa Claus played in this case by Charles Derning. Uh, so the Ten Tropes, nine of them are there. And when I say there, like, yes, our lead need of a lesson's a little tricky, but uh, let's see, six of the other eight are like flaming there. And it's it's just interesting how timeless in a sense it is Uh, i do want to delve into the bonus round and for bonus we start with public domain holiday songs as i already named like eight of them uh we also get joy to the world we also get jingle bells uh there i think is an original song for this movie that plays over the opening and closing credits called a boyfriend for christmas i'm gonna try to find it and play it at the end of this um, episode because it seems great Uh, great again Interpret that word however you wish um, But other things, no product placement There is a cloying, there's a couple of cloying Children actually, a lot of adr children in this movie I don't think any of the kids speak Dialogue on camera, I think it is All looped um, We get a lot of ice skating And not just ice skating Of characters like standing near an ice rink Talking about ice skating Holly drops the, the fun fact At one point that she was a former figure skater As a teenager and at one point ryan and her meet up for a date and she doesn't know he's there and she's like thinking he stood her up so she just starts skating and by skating i mean like doing like you know kind of double axles and and spins and some very impressive ice skating or should i say her body double does some very impressive ice skating and by body double (laughs) double is such a loose term because i am pretty sure um kelly williams has like kind of like Light, like brownish reddish hair. Her body double definitely has longer black hair, and I think might have been Asian. So, you know, it, it, already they they knew what their budget could do and couldn't do, and close-ups were were not one. Uh, Canadianisms none that I caught, but characters with a Christmas name. Obviously, we have Holly, and we also have Doug's alias i'm sorry ryan's alias doug Furwood. uh christmas tree lighting no but we have decorating for christmas tree and then the other kind of newer ones i did not catch any real karaoke nobody's really drinking coffee oddly enough um no going to bed at three o'clock but there is going outside in december in colorado wearing a t-shirt and sprinkle sound effects they were probably there but i think I was I was invested in this one because I felt like I had no choice but to be uh, and now onward with the um, the IMDB movie review of the day this one for the most part uh, a boyfriend for Christmas has a pretty high 6.5 rating on IMDB that's I mean that's a positive rating uh, however Paul Hackinson on December of 2010 gave this movie a four out of ten uh and I wanted to read his review because you know obviously I'm a woman and while you know this is the feminine critique so we're committed to bringing you a female perspective on movies you know I read a review like this and I think well geez I don't maybe I'm just not seeing something and I think it's important to share <clears throat> In the spirit of the Christmas season, I watched this movie on TV, and it was the first time I had ever heard about it. And truth be told, there was nothing better on TV, so I decided to give it a go. Well, the movie was, to be, ex- as to be expected, sassy. The story was so- sort of all right in its own way, though it was a bit too sassy for my liking. I guess you have to be a woman to fully appreciate this level of sassy activity. He goes on to talk specifically about Patrick Muldoon, Uh, and I quote his review, Patrick Muldoon, which I remember having seen in Starship Troopers, where he had a very memorable role. And I have to admit that I was just sitting there, waiting for a bug to plunge a sucker through his skull and suck out his juicy insides. I guess that was both good and bad. I mean, that was pretty great. Uh, Good in the sense that he really left a long-lasting impression from Starship Troopers, but bad in the way that he was sort of trapped in that particular role. I didn't really buy his performance in this movie. I'm so sorry, Paul. Uh, He closes with, It is my belief that this movie may be suitable for women... And younger girls during the Christmas season As the story is romantic And quite predictable and warm But it is not that interesting for the male viewers Of course I am just guessing here Um Interesting Paul, you know, I think we need more Male reviews of Hallmark movies Because how will I know The real sass quotient I mean, to me, it doesn't feel sassy Even though the opening movie The opening scene takes place in a mall And I was eyes peeled for Sassy At one point Because I guess um, You know Kelly Williams is supposed to be Like in her early 30s and it's 2004 So you know she grew up in the 90s There's a shot of her in her childhood bedroom And she's got a troll prominently displayed Which was something in the 90s we all had Um, And you know where you could get Trolls in the 90s In a store That a lot of shopping malls had called you guessed it sassy so if nothing else let that really tell you what you need to know about the sassy boyfriend for christmas uh 2004 it is airing on i think lifetime and maybe opera ion during the holidays again kind of worth watching just to see the kernels and where it goes uh one other a few other interesting things that i Kind of thought oh gee that's Both there and not there Uh, One we do get a few scenes of Characters in red and green where it feels Very deliberate like somebody's Watching this and saying hey It's Christmas how about She wears red he wears green yeah okay good We got a good like Christmas look to the movie Now and I mean obviously From other movies we've seen that's a thing That they do they do it on the cover They do it within the costume design It's fascinating Uh, There's also Something that has got, certainly gotten lost in Hallmark Very deliberately Which is, there's something to these characters That they feel like grown-ups And they do feel a little more Like um, How to say it, you know, you a Brady Bunch You never saw a toilet That's kind of like a Hallmark movie You never see a toilet You never actually think of these characters um, Pooping or Having sex or doing anything That would render them anything but sims characters but in a boyfriend for christmas there's i mean there's no pooping i don't want to tease you thinking that you're going to get a lot of pooping you really don't but there is Like some real discussion Uh, At one point Holly's kind of grilling Ryan On all of these things As far as like Oh where do you think a pet should sleep Is it inside or outside The answer is inside Uh, And do you believe in monogamy Do you believe in God And these are things that you just wouldn't have said In a Hallmark movie today Because obviously the characters are monogamous And believe in God Otherwise they wouldn't be in a Hallmark movie But it's just almost like they had to plant those things because of course ryan says yes to both of those things that it was like building it was kind of developing these are the types of characters you're going to want to watch so we're going to put them in movies and make sure you know who they are and then flash forward 15 fucking years later where you can look at it and say oh i don't have to ask if candace cameron's character believes in god because obviously she does she's not wearing a crucifix or anything but I know just from seeing her that she goes to church and sings so for those reasons it is almost worth digging this one out um one other thing if you do seek this movie out that I do want to kind of put an earworm in for you to look for I feel like characters comment on other characters scent a lot like at one point um when evil boyfriend is goes around a businessman compliments his cologne later like a scene later martin Mull is you know kind of lovingly watching his daughter get ready for a party and says to her you smell good i feel like that happened a lot more in this movie and i don't know why but i think you can make a drinking game out of it that is a boyfriend for christmas have at it what you will not the worst one kind one of the weirder ones and certainly a legacy